You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. أشهد أن محمد العبد ورسول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرخام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوضا عظيما أما بعد إن أسلح حديث كتاب الله وأحسن الحديث حديث محمد وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثا بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة. الحمد لله we managed to finish the text that we started probably about a year or so ago now. Um, and so I, I pray inshallah that everyone benefited from the, the diseases of the heart that we spoke about and the treatments of the heart that we spoke about. Um, and that Allah grant us all understanding and you forgive myself or Brother Nazim for any mistakes we made in, in, in going through that book. Um, myself and Brother Nazim discussed what, what we should cover next and I think we wanted to continue the, the idea of trying to take one book and work through it. Um, and so the text inshallah that we've selected um, to go through next um, is a book of Shema'il. Shema'il is um, a study of the Prophet in terms of his personality and his characteristics and his qualities which were unique to him. Uh, it's different to a lot of people, I think most people at some point have read books of Sirah and, and studied Sirah in some way. And whereas Sirah is a chronological um, uh, relation of, of the story of the Prophet and this is different, this is picking one quality at a time and, and, and studying it in depth and then trying to learn how to, to, to bring those qualities into our own selves. Uh, and I think personally it's something that I, I think is very beneficial. One of the things that I, I think we touched on as well when we were covering the other book and something that I think comes to mind from time to time when you're preparing for us is, is trying to do trying to speak about things that people find socially relevant. A lot of people come to khutbahs and, and feel that you know, so much is happening in the Muslim world and uh, you, know, you only need to turn on the news to see everything that, that's happening in, in Burma and everywhere else. And sometimes you feel that, you know, should we not be speaking about those things that are current and so relevant? Um, I think what I would emphasize, and something that was emphasized in the last book that we studied, is that the, the nature and the, the condition of our hearts is so linked to what is happening in the world that in fact studying <coughs> these topics and, and going through these topics um, is as much a cure to those problems as the, dealing with them on a political level or dealing with them on any other sort of level um, and so I think personally um, that it's very relevant to those problems for us to look at ourselves internally uh, as people as communities as families everything else uh, in order to address those I don't think there's a better way to address those problems than to study the Prophet it's, it's, um, I think uh, it, it's a quality that if, if we study the qualities of the Prophet and try to bring those into our own lives and into our own characters, then there's nothing more, more beneficial than that. Um, I think also what will, come to, what will come apparent over the weeks, inshallah, as we um, go through the book, um, 
is the high high station of the prophets are. So I think um, a lot of uh, a lot of what we hear about, a lot of what is taught to us as young people and, and as Muslims about the prophets are. Perhaps because some people in, in some instances have gone too far to raise his station um, to uh, an almost divine level, then the, the the reaction to that has been to lower his status to the same as a, a man. And it's not that. And I think that will become apparent um, as, as, as we go through, um, that his station wasn't that of any other person. Um, his station was, was far beyond that. Um, and that is why his example for us is, is, is so important to follow. I'll begin, inshallah, with, with the introduction to the books of the book, if anyone's interested. It's, it's called Al Master Muhammad. Inshallah, I'll get you off the, the author's name. Um, <coughs> and it comes in two volumes. Um, uh, and inshallah, we'll try and work through as much of it as we can. So he begins. Allah says in the Quran, and know that amongst you is the messenger of Allah. And he also says, do they not know their own messenger and so deny him? It is the duty of all intelligent, responsible people to become acquainted with this noble messenger and with his praiseworthy character and illustrious attributes for several reasons. Firstly, Allah has commanded his servants to believe in this noble messenger, saying, believe in Allah and his messenger and the light we have sent down. Allah is aware of that which you do. Belief in him demands from the servants of Allah that they come to know the merit of this noble messenger and the loftiness of his rank above the rank of all others, and the perfections of personality that Allah has bestowed upon him, and the refined and noble manners that he has taught him, and the exalted character and beautiful physical attributes that he has given him, and the merits that he has created in him, and the perfections that he has gathered in him. For he has exalted the eminent nature of the Prophet high above all other individuals and races, and he cannot therefore be compared to any other person. How could he be compared to any other when Allah has singled him out for perfection, endowed him with the noblest of attributes and raised him up to the heights of exalted character and adorned him with the fairest of appearances and the handsomest of forms and distinguished him with innumerate distinctions. He has raised him with care and watched over him with regard and has said, Did he not find you an orphan and give you refuge? Did he not find you lost and guide you? Did he not find you destitute and enrich you? Allah himself undertook the Prophet's education and teaching as he had grown up and lettered and said to him, Read by the name of your Lord. That is, read by not, not by your learning or education, but rather by the name of your Lord. And he said, we will cause you to read so that you do not forget. And he said, and he taught you that which you knew not, and Allah's grace unto you is ever great. The status of it is revealed to me in the word of Allah. Say, I am but a mortal like you, it is revealed to me. Inspires deep reflection concerning the nature of this chosen messenger and indicates the unique characteristics of this eminent prophet, Sana whom Allah has endowed and prepared in the soul, body, mind, intellect, hearing, sight, and all other senses and faculties, and to whom he has given the unique ability to, to receive divine revelation in all its forms from the Lord of the Lords. For that reason, as is reported in Bukhari and Muslim, when the Prophet maintained a continuous fast, and some of the Sahaba fasted with him, he prohibited them from doing so, they said, but we see you fasting continuously. Continuously, O Messenger of Allah, he replied, I am not like you, and in one duration my condition is not like yours. Throughout the night my Lord feeds me and gives me to drink. For he, Sallallahu is a human being, but not like human beings, as a ruby is a stone, but not like other stones. Secondly, Allah has commanded his servants to follow the Prophet, Sallallahu saying, If you love Allah, then follow me, and Allah will love you. And forgive your sins, Allah is forgiving and compassionate. May this Allah has made the true proof of the servant's love for him, that they follow the Prophet. <coughs> so following Allah is through 
following the Prophet and love for the Prophet And he said, and follow him that you may be guided. <coughs> that is, that you may be guided to that wherein lies your happiness in this world and in, in the hereafter. There's a very famous hadith where one of the companions of Ibn Kab asked the Prophet about how much of his dhikr he should uh, uh, spend in praise of the Prophet. And the Prophet said to him that as much as you can do is better for you. So he asked him that should I do a quarter of all the time I spend doing dhikr, should I spend it sending salams upon you? And he said that that will be good, but if you can do more, then it will be better. And then he asked him about a third, and then he asked him about a half. And each time Prophet said that that is good, but if you can do more, it's better for you. And then he asked him, what if I devoted all of my time, all of the dhikr that I do, um, to you? And he said that if you did that, then all of your problems would be taken care of. Um, and that's, you know, the, there's a reflection in that for us as well. Um, you know, I think something that was very apparent in the... Um, in the previous book that we studied is that sometimes we <coughs> make direct correlations between things because that is how short-minded we are, that we understand that I, if I want X thing, if I want my needs to be met, then I need to make the one for X, Y, and Z to happen um, because those are the things that I think will lead me to where I want to be. Uh, and actually, sometimes the, the what's important is not where that destination is, but what the journey is that we're taking to get there. Um, and so rather than uh, what the Prophet Sallallahu saying, saying to him that is that rather than you directly praying for your needs, know that Allah knows what your needs are better than you do. And actually through, through devoting so much of his time to um, praising the Prophet Sallallahu because we know that when, when we praise the Prophet Sallallahu then Allah in the same way blesses us um, and <coughs> uh, blesses us in a much higher way, in a much better way, in ten times more than, than uh, the 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 that we send to the Prophet and how you know if you imagine this is you know Allah sending blessings to you because you are sending blessings to the Prophet and that is much more um, that is of much more impact when it, because of the sources that it's coming from and the the you know the, the perhaps the duas that you make for yourself um, although you know I'm not saying don't do that I think that's an encouraged thing to do as well. Um, uh, but you know, understand that, that through uh, acquaintance and, and understanding and knowing the Prophet and, and praying upon him, so many of our needs can be met, inshallah. This necessitates the study of his actions, words and states and acquaintance with his noble disposition and exalted character that he may comprehensively be followed in them, except in regard to those rulings and states that Allah has ordained for him alone. Because of this, the companions of the Prophet strove with all determination to examine his actions, speech, states, and manners in order that they might imitate them. Indeed, they even extended the same effort in studying his regular habits and activities because the habits of the best people are the best of habits, and so what of the habits of the greatest of them all? The great scholar Sunusi has said in his commentary, It is evident that the Sahaba considered it religiously necessary to follow the Prophet, unhesitant in all of his words and deeds, except for those things that were legislated solely with regard to him. They removed their shoes when he removed his and cast aside their gold rings when he cast aside his. Abu Bakr and Umar <coughs> went out of their way to sit on a well that the Prophet had sat on. When the Sahaba saw the Prophet shaving his head to finish his Umrah at Hudaybiyah, they almost endangered each other's lives in the rush to shave their own heads. <coughs> and you know, for, 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 uh, we'll be familiar with the story from the Syria of Hudaybiyah, but this was uh, a, a time where the, the Muslims were being prevented from making their pilgrimage to, to Mecca uh, and the Prophet said to them that 
um, because of a treaty that had been reached, that they wouldn't advance forward to Makkah to complete their pilgrimage and instead order people to shave their heads. And they were so upset at not being able to complete their pilgrimage that they found it difficult to, to stop themselves to stop themselves from going forward and shaving their heads like they were told to do. Um, and so the Prophet became upset because the people were finding it difficult to follow what he wanted. Uh, but his wife at that time said to him that if they see you doing it, then they won't be able to, to stop themselves. They, they will have to follow your, your example. And that's precisely what happened. That as soon as they saw the Prophet shave his own head, uh, they then rushed uh, uh, to, to follow, follow him. They would make a great effort to know his salam uh, exactly of sitting, sleeping, eating, drinking, and so on, in order to follow him. They even liked and disliked the same foods as him, and so we have mentioned in this book some of the characteristics, <coughs> manners, deeds, words, and acts of remembrance and worship of the Prophet so that he can be followed in them. I think, again, that will become apparent as we go through the book. Um, the, the depth and the detail of the accounts that we have um, from someone who lived so long ago uh, the, um, shows you the deep love and the the deep love that the companions had for Prophet and the understanding that they had that part of their role as the companions was to record this to so that in this day and age, so many hundreds of years later, we ourselves can read those accounts and have an understanding exactly of what the Prophet was like. And, and, and this is something that we should be grateful to the companions for because without their role in this, we would not have you know the the, the, the seerah and, and the shamayz and all these other so many, obviously, the, the hadith, we wouldn't have these accounts to um, understand more about the Prophet And, you know, as we go through, you'll see the, the, the immense devotion they had to this study um, to, to record exactly what he was like um, in a way that no other person has been sort of observed and, and, and uh, not scrutinized, but, you know, taken down not with scrutiny, but with love uh, that they... Um, you know, wrote down or recorded exactly in so much detail what he was like, <coughs> so that that could be passed through the generation. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.